When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. I'm just going to stare the entire time because I have no words for what was witnessed in Sunday's football game for the Minnesota Vikings. 40-3, to you guys. This is Purple Daily's Before We Die. I'm Jesse Pierce. All aboard the Vikings bandwagon. Still on board. We will discuss why, because it's not the end of the world. However, it was the end of this, you know, unicorn of a season game season for your Minnesota Vikings. But we'll Don't dive in. Jump into- off, Jesse. Don't jump off. <laughs> I'm holding on, holding on by a finger though. Uh, Please fasten he- your seatbelt. <laughs> He's Thor Nystrom, who probably predicted that the Cowboys were gonna beat the Vikings, but didn't want to believe it because he's heavy into that purple Kool-Aid. That purple drink. Uh, and over here we got Ross Brendel, who finally probably felt a little bit of Minnesota uh, pain once again. The pain. The pain is back, and it's real. It is. It's uh, a little too real. We knew the Vikings were going to lose another game, you guys. That was without question. They weren't going to be able to ride this thing out. And in fact, a lot of the games yesterday looked like they were going to be favoring the Vikings. The Eagles were down when I checked in. The Giant, Like, all of these things were trending the right right way i mean detroit hello okay detroit lions play football again but then the minnesota vikings did something so atrocious they lost 40 to 3 at home to the dallas cowboys uh it was an absolute beat down uh vikings are the first team in nfl history to be eight and two or better through 10 games while having a negative point differential of minus two uh because they can't be the comeback kids forever right they're two losses by 17 and 37 points respectively in addition to those one score guys where do we want to where do we want to climb in here what's the narrative now that we have around this minnesota vikings because it's easy to say See, we told you guys they weren't this uh, this amazing team. But it's also easy to say, hey, it's a loss. Brush yourselves off. You got a Thursday football game to play now. Well, it's three di- different discussions, right? There's a discussion of the game yesterday. There's the discussion of turning the page to Thursday. And then there's the, the discussion of, like, you know, overall, what does it mean? And, and where does this leave the, the Vikings now? I'd like to just stick on the game for yesterday for now. It was pathetic, it was brutal, and it was embarrassing, top to bottom. It's almost difficult to start with the first person to criticize, because who played well? I, I have like, one. Who? Andrew Booth Jr. 
Well, oh, to start yeah, with the criticism. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, the, the, going to the Thursday thing against the Patriots, the uh, the Sensei Bill Belichick, I can guarantee you early and often will be targeting uh, Andrew Booth Jr. and picking on him mercilessly. The, I mean, he's going to be targeted double-digit amount of times there. So the Vikings might want to uh, consider doing something there because uh, because Booth right now just is not ready. But anyway, uh, well, you know, I I, I digress. As, as far as the game yesterday, like it started out obviously terribly with, with the strip sack and it just got worse and worse and worse. We had talked about how valuable Christian Derrissaw was, you know, to the Vikings or just like overall as a football player, like, you know, that, that maybe, you know, in terms of value, he was on par with Justin Jefferson. And, and then we did our little prayer circle for Christian Derrissaw to play on Sunday. And our prayers were sort of answered and that Derrissaw, you know, he was like, I, I was surprised on Thursday when all of a sudden he went from the concussion designation and questionable to all of a sudden he was just off the injury report, just like magic. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like all of a sudden you're excited. You're like, okay, now we got Derrissaw, which he's going to go up against Micah Parsons because that was the thing that you were afraid of. And maybe he can, you know, keep Micah Parsons, this monster out of the backfield. Christian Derrissaw was clearly not ready to play in that game. Christian Derrissaw, who had not given up a sack all season, he was tagged with two sacks yesterday. I'm, I, I, I'm definitely going to give him the caveat of he shouldn't have been playing number one and number two, Kirk Cousins is holding on to the ball for eight friggin' seconds every time he took a drop back. <laughs> um, but like he shouldn't have been playing the offensive line totally imploded of, of you know, even with Derrissaw in there, but of course you take out Derrissaw Brandle goes in there. Brandle looked absolutely terrified. And every time like uh, Michael Parsons then was lined up across from him and the camera show Brandle's face, it, it, I, I think the joke I made on Twitter was every time it, it looked like Brandle was turning around to see Mike Myers in the Halloween movies, just, <laughs> just absolutely terrified. And then Ezra Cleveland gets hurt. Ezra Cleveland was actually, I, I thought, the one uh, Vikings offensive player that had a decent game up mm -hmm. until when he got injured. Um, he was able to return later in the game, and it looks like he'll be okay for Thursday. Darisaw has already been ruled out for Thursday, which we can talk about in a bit because the, the the Patriots have an even better defense than the Cowboys and have a good uh, defensive front, et cetera. So that's going to be a whole thing. But just a pathetic game yesterday. Pathetic. Hey, Jesse, let's just tee Thor up and stand back. I mean, <laughs> you know, is. it seems he has everything ready. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to be the negative Nancy this week, I don't think. I get to sit back. Be okay with it. I want to touch on, you mentioned Thor Derisa obviously getting injured, second concussion in as many weeks, ruled out for Thursday already. I mean, that is detrimental to the Minnesota Vikings, depending on how long he can be out, because seven sacks on Kirk Cousins, most in his career, Derisa not being a part of the game, huge reason for that, as always. I mean, what do you do? How do you make up for that absence? Because as we've said, Derisa has really proven his value but there's nobody that really can step up and replace him. And how much of an issue will that be for the Vikings going forward, forward depending on how much longer uh, Darisaw might be out beyond this Thursday's game? You can't. It's it's devastating. It's it's almost nullifying, I I, I would say. You you see what the offensive line was with Christian Darisaw when he was healthy, and you've now seen what it is when he's not healthy and then when he's, when he's not in. And, and the, the amount that the, the entire thing just falls off, particularly, of course, when the other team has like a, a really good edge player or edge play. But it's I mean, it was striking how how quickly the Vikings offensive line 
devolved into those nightmare offensive lines of mm-hmm. Vikings past. I was just getting all these flashbacks of it. Like the Vikings fans out there are going to know what I'm talking about. All of these years we suffered through just abomination of offensive line play. And all of a sudden on Sunday, it was just like, Oh no, we, you know, <laughs> the, the, the ghost of Christmas passed with that. And, and unfortunately, I, you know, I was talking about this on, on Twitter last night because of the, the, the cap crunch that Quasi was in. He, he already had all these pieces on his cap book that he couldn't get rid of or dead money that he couldn't get rid of, whatever. He only had a certain amount of flexibility in his in his very first offseason. He had to cut some corners somewhere. And a couple of the corners got cut as far as depth at important positions. It's not his fault. It's just, I mean, like it had to go somewhere, right? Like, because you, you only had the cap room that you had. And offensive line and cornerback were two of the glaring uh, uh, problematic spots where if the Vikings suffered one injury and especially one key injury at either of those spots, it was a problem. And if they suffered multiple key injuries at those positions, it was, it, it was going to threaten to take down both the offense and the defense, you know, de- depending on where it happened. And that has now happened. The, the Vikings, a team that had had great injury luck at the beginning of the season, part of the reason why they were doing so good, have all of a sudden now gotten hit with this tsunami of injuries and targeted at these specific positions. Like on, on Sunday, you had Derisaw go down. Then you have Ezra Cleveland go out. I mean, at, at a certain point, you had Blake Brandle in there. You had Schlotman in there. And then all of a sudden, uh, Garrett Bradbury's like, yeah, I'm not as good as I was, you know, when I'm playing next to Ezra Cleveland at Derisaw. And he's back to what he was before. And the, 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 you know, the, the tent, uh, the tent pole comes out of the circus tent at that point. And now all of a sudden Kirk cousins, he's either under duress immediately or his internal clock was just, I mean, th- that's what it seemed like to me, the entire game, like cousins, internal clock was just screwed up. There were, there was plays where he didn't get the pressure where then he was like sort of short arming balls or, or, or hurrying it. Yeah. There was other times where like the enemy was at the gate immediately. Cousins was doing all sorts of weird stuff. The Cowboys sacked him seven times and they had way more pressures than that. They should have had more than seven sacks, uh, probably just in a vacuum. But like on, on one of the plays, for instance, Cousins sort of he was definitely going to throw it. But then he decides like halfway through, like, <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't throw it. And Micah Parsons was just about to sack him. And, and then Micah Parsons thought he threw it. And so yes. he just sort of see touched Cousins, but then didn't sack him. But Cousins still had the ball on his hand because mm-hmm. like, Cousins was just playing so weird. He was just glitching the entire game. Can I um, just, just say, bad. Thor, yeah. you should be a rapper. The fact that you can speak that long without breathing is fascinating <laughs> to me. I'm proud think, of you, though. I, I think <laughs> you know with the utmost respect, by the way. I think Thor's been doing nothing but pounding every vice <laughs> known to man, and it's coming out. In this edition of Before We Die, I want to hop in. whiskey from yesterday. <laughs> I need to hop in on a few things that Thor said. Not only is it the seven sacks, it's the sixty-three percent pressure rate. That that's insane. And yes, Kirk Cousins at times does himself no favors if he holds on to the ball too long. Doesn't really matter if you're being pressured sixty-three percent of the time. The depth thing, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm the one that gets hammered in the YouTube comments about bringing up health and depth. I'm glad you did it because now we're starting to see where it can rear its ugly head. And again, to your point, Thor, not only are the Vikings getting injured, they're getting injured at places they don't really have a ton of depth. And they don't really have a ton of depth across the board. But in this case, they're getting hurt in the worst possible places. I will say this about yesterday and the offensive line play yesterday and maybe what it will look like on Thursday night or going forward against the Jets and, and down the stretch. Because I, I think Darisaw now with two concussions, 
probably going to miss more than just this upcoming game on Thursday. You're probably talking about a couple weeks. Hopefully he's back quicker, but when you're talking about the head, you got to be safe there. I, I think it's the perfect storm because of who they were up against and then the injuries and when they happened. So I, I don't I don't want to read too much into the Cowboys making you look like a fool because the Cowboys defensive line can do that, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. There are things the Vikings can do, hopefully to minimize some of the pressure and to alleviate who's ever going to have to step in on the offensive line or what type of changes. But that's going to involve things like leaving a tight end back for pass protection to do a little extra chipping, maybe using an extra offensive lineman if need be, keeping the running back in the backfield. And that does change your play calls. That does change your offense a little bit. But look, I think we'd be giving the Vikings a little bit of a free pass if we just let them off easy here. This is every team in the NFL faces these situations. This is why depth is important. This is why coaching does matter. And we'll see hopefully all of that come back together simpatico. Hopefully the team, look, you could make an argument. This is the best time to play on Thursday night. You come back in on Monday. I don't want to say you burn everything that happened because it needs to be reviewed. You need to see what you did wrong. But I think playing on Thursday could be a great positive for this team. The final thing that I will add, it just looked from the get-go. Dallas looked faster. They looked more ready to play. And then I was seeing on, I saw people on Twitter, people who cover the Vikings talking about, oh, even from the get-go, there wasn't much atmosphere in this place today. How's that possible? People had three and a half extra hours to drink. It's not it's it's not on the fans, but that's the thing that always how did the fans not bring it if that's actually accurate? That is very true. One of my favorite tweets I saw yesterday uh was from at QB Wins and it says me at two forty PM. The Vikings could get the number one seed. Me at six thirty. I hope they don't make the playoffs. Like that emotional <laughs> roller coaster that we all feel and how quickly everyone is to dismiss this team. Again, they're still eight and two. It is. It's one that you have to wash away and bounce back against New England on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Not ideal that it's a Thanksgiving evening night. Yes, I know you all are tired of hearing about primetime Kirk and Kirk uh not at noon, but it is what it is. It's a, those are real things that happen. Uh, the three keys for me, I think you guys, uh, in the loss on Sunday, I think you, you guys had kind of mentioned it, but I'd like to delve a little bit deeper with you all, if you would suit me, um, you know, the pressure on Kirk without question, there was just there. That's not sustainable. That's something that was an absolute, that's a key to beating this Minnesota Vikings team as a whole. I think more and more teams are going to notice that. Right. And especially with Darius out, there's, there's that more opportunity pass rush. And then the defense, you guys, we were giving Ed Donatel the D back yesterday. The only big D in the building at us bank stadium, aside from the Cowboys was Johnny sins up on that big screen. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, please go check out those memes. Hilarious. Uh, no, I mean, I think you saw the Cowboys ran the backup out of the backfield and that shell defense just was not compatible. What did you guys make of the defense or lack thereof for the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday? Um, yeah, the Johnny, are you Sins. still, are you still thrown I, uh, off by the Johnny sins? Mention? Yeah, I, did. I had to do it yesterday. I, I was getting sent that like by, you know, in my, in my group threads and I got texted it a couple of times and I, I kept looking, I was like, who the, who the, like, why it's just, they're honoring. And then the you Googled it and person. you wish you didn't Google it. Well, no, then I had to ask one of the people that individually said it to me. I'm like, well, I don't understand why this is funny at that. I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> it, it. The the Vikings were, were clowning themselves even before the, the, the game started. The defense was, 
the, the, the defense was pathetic. They they joined the pathetic party with everybody else. I I I, I took the the time a couple of weeks ago to apologize to Ed Donatel. So right now I want to take the opportunity to apologize to our viewers for doing that. And I want to rescind the apology that I gave to Ed Donatel a couple of weeks. What are you doing, Ed? What, what are you doing, man? Like they have Tony Pollard, they have Ezekiel Elliott, they have a good offensive line. And it, I mean, every single time it was like six yards downfield before the first time they get touched. Then there'd be situations where the, the Cowboys only needed like three yards for a pass where the cornerbacks were like playing eight yards off of them. And then there'd be other times where it was like obvious deep shot time. And now the corners are playing up on them. And it's like, hey, Ed, maybe this is the time to play Andrew Booth eight yards back and not the time when they're going to just chuck it out to the guy on a funnel screen. Like, I mean, and the no adjustments, the, the, the whole deal, it was really frustrating. The, the Cowboys did everything that they wanted. And every single thing that like the fans and, and the podcasters and the writers, every single little detail that we had discussed in advance of this is the, these are the concerning things of the matchup for the Vikings going in. He didn't address any of them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Pollard in space. Hey, Ed, you, you, maybe you want to do something about that. You know that your linebackers aren't great in coverage. You know they're kind of slow. Like maybe you should figure something out for the thing when Tony Pollard's running out to the side and the dad just throws it to him. Like, did we talk about that in practice last week? And there's a million other things. But yeah, I mean, it was just the, the whole plan lacked continuity. The mm-hmm. players stunk for sure on both offense and defense. But the the what they were doing schematically on defense made absolutely no sense. And by the way, schematically on offense, what they were doing made no sense either. We had talked about it uh, last week about like how O'Connell, if if either Darrisaw was out or if he was compromised, the, the the way that you would sort of attack this Dallas defense, where they have the awesome front, they have the awesome pass rush, but their run defense isn't great, and their secondary is injury ravaging, compromised, and had just get, gotten lit up by the Green Bay Packers, etc. Where you, you would want to uh, take the the pass rush or try to t- try to mitigate it as best you could by trying to gash them with the run with Delvin trying to establish that early, slowing things down as, as best you could, and then and then helping your offensive. Jesse, you had mentioned this before, but like, of course you had to, to help out your offensive line, either mm-hmm. with the, you know, by, by making the, the passing game quick hitting or by uh, delineating more resources to the guys in pr- uh, protecting Cousins by, you know, having CJ Ham back or, or Hawkinson back or whoever, extra guys for the offensive line. KOC didn't do either of those things. All of the concepts were for downfield. And not only that, Cousins was was clutching the ball and didn't know when to throw it. It, it was holding on to the ball way too long the entire game. Just just pathetic all around again. Another thing that comes to my mind, not defensive related, and I don't even know how or where to put this on the list that's pages long of things you didn't like about the game against the Cowboys. I know you don't want to pull your quarterback too early. <laughs> <laughs> but you also should have gotten yanked at yeah, yeah, you also, coming. Yeah. yeah, you also don't really want to pull your players too late either. And for as critical as I have been on this podcast and other podcasts of, of Kirk Cousins, and I'll say it here, by the way, because I don't think I've ever said it, because I'm already seeing comments about being negative on Kirk. I do believe you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I really do believe that. I think it's maybe harder than other quarterbacks, but it's hard with a rock star Hall of Fame quarterback. So That's the caveat, okay? I do believe you can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. With that said, you can't win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins if he's physically unable to play. (laughs) There is no need to keep him in a game where he is getting his you-know-what beat, and it's almost mathematically impossible to come back at the game. 
And I know you don't want to get Nick Mullins killed either, but you know what? Nick Mullins is the backup, and that's kind of the reason why he's here. So I don't know if I would have yanked him at halftime, Thor, but I wouldn't have given it much. The moment the Cowboys scored again and you didn't, that's kind of the point where you call off the dogs, you look at other people, and you try and figure out how to reel this thing back in with the Thursday game. I mean, on that point, do you think the reason that you didn't pull Kirk at halftime, do you think there's too much belief in that room that they can come back and be those comeback kids again? Because clearly they had done it time and time again. They just did it in Buffalo, right? And there's, it's good to have that belief, but do you think that's almost what hurt them a little bit in the long run too, is they were like, ah, it's fine. We don't play a great first half anyway. We'll come back in the, in the third and especially in the fourth. Do you think there was maybe a little bit too much of uh, that thought process in their minds? I I believe that to a degree because you never want to quote unquote punt on a football game, but mm-hmm. to a degree you need to read the room too. <laughs> it's, I think even that Bills game, yeah, it was it was closer. It got away from them in the third quarter. Then they reeled it back in the fourth quarter. That game y- yesterday or Sunday felt that felt pretty unwinnable by about three or four minutes left in the first quarter, right? And then you get to halftime. And the game really isn't even all that close at that point. So I believe in what you're saying, Jesse. I just don't know. It's not an easy situation to handle. All as I can say is you have to protect your quarterback. And if you can't protect him during the game, then you got to get get him the hell out of there. That's. Very I mean, yeah, so they're down at 20. You know, they're down by 20 at halftime. For all intents and purposes, the, the game was over. But, yeah, I mean, the, the reason he kept him in was because he don't want to go into halftime and look to his team like he's – putting up the red flag he's we're defeated yes correct he's conceding because i mean if if, i mean if you shut the cowboys out in the second half and you score three touchdowns then then you come back and win i guess but like if you watch the first half the vikings were not coming back and especially when i mean you could have talked yourself into hope at halftime but then the cowboys come right out and then pollard gets another touchdown it's like oh great now the, the, the the lead's even bigger for me i mean like as the coach you have to make tough decisions and with the way things were going and with now Kirk is seeing ghosts in the pocket and, and we have bad Kirk and, and, and the injury concerns on the team, people are getting nicked up and everything like that. This one was, was, was a loss. And, you know, and, and then you have the Patriots coming on Thursday for me in the situation that you're in, it's not conceding. It is improving your odds to win the game on Thursday. There was absolutely no reason to keep the, the starters in uh, longer. Now it's, that, that's one of my smaller qualms from yesterday, but it's a qualm nonetheless. I was saying this at halftime, right? Um, like, it's just what I would have done. I, I, I actually think it would have improved their odds a little bit to win on Thursday, but you know, th- that's Fair not enough. what they chose to do. Yeah. I want to ask about the need to win on Thursday, but first I do want to know where TJ Hawkinson falls on your list of qualms uh, in that game. Obviously everybody saw that uh, touchdown that wasn't, that should have been. I feel like people, a couple of drops. I feel like it was definitely not his best game, but I feel like, like always, they're very quick to turn. Vikings fans have been very quick to turn on Hawkinson. I think that's premature. Thor Ross, what do you guys think? Yeah, it was like I walked into the cafeteria and all of a sudden the, the class, they're throwing their food and they're they're doing all this stuff. And then <laughs> my son's in the class, my son, TJ, you know, and it's like, he's going to be the well-behaved one. My right. And then, and then he's, he's right in the middle of the dang thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- w- when the, you know, early on when that ball just clanged off his hands in, in the corner of the end zone on that third, it was the third down, right? Or, yep. or, the, or was it the second and then the third? Cause he, the, the third. The, yeah. Cause they had to kick. 
Well, well, it was the second down they was the, to... the first drop then, right? It happened I, too many times then. Yeah. Clearly, if we can't was, even recall was, which was one, the one, it's happened well, too many times. So, so the I mean, the, the best shot he had was on the second down then. And then the very next play, it also hit him on the hands. That was a tough one, though, because he, I mean, the, the defender he was on uh, really fought him on the release. And then Cousins really fired a fastball. that this, Like, it would have been a really slick catch to catch the second one. The first one, you just can't drop. Um, and it, it was tough because at that point the game was still close and then it very quickly got out of hand. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good game by him. It wasn't a good game by literally anyone on the roster. It, it sucked. <laughs> How yeah, important I'll, is, go ahead. Finish uh, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll make it simple. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was bad, but so was everybody. But at least Greg Joseph made his one field goal. Well, Ross, you had to appreciate at least that that time when the the Dallas kicker, as the special teams whisper, when oh he, my goodness, he hits twice? the sixty one yarder, or whatever, and then they're twice? like, no, actually, that twice? didn't count. We got to look at the review. Then he hits it again. I was like, you got to be effing kidding me. No problem. He, he comes no out, problem. he doesn't. You know, it, it was I think an it was insult a 59er, to yeah. just over and over and over again, where it was just unbelievable stuff happening. That's what can happen. Like it, it's the possibility of of when one NFL team plays their A plus 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 game, plus they get the breaks, and the the other team plays their F minus minus minus, and then just everything goes wrong. In addition to that, it yeah. was just just a bad confluence yeah. of things. And you I'm gonna played. Go I'm gonna beat you to something, Jesse. It's also a slap in the face when you could have picked up Brett Maher for your fantasy football team. Obligatory fantasy football mention. Instead, you figured Kaimini Fairburn might get more field goal attempts because he plays for the Texans and he's at home. And it just goes the apps. I think Maher had like 48 fantasy points yesterday for a kicker, which is I'm obviously being facetious and nobody really cares about kickers that much. But that's that that was just insult to injury yesterday. So I'm. Happy to beat you to your own bit, Jesse I was going to say, I was just going to say it because you know who had an A++ game? Jesse's fantasy football team. Obligatory fantasy football mention. And Kyler Murray's on my bench because I don't think he plays tonight. But you know who does? A beautiful, beautiful specimen of a man, Jimmy Garoppolo. So go get me some points, Jimmy. Derek Henry oh. is actually the reason my uh, my team was carried. Is so Jimmy starting for you tonight? Yeah. Obligatory fantasy football mention. We needed those to cheer us up a little bit. We do, exactly. You know what also cheers me up is uh, Thor's Hammers because I am winning that leaderboard. We will show you that leaderboard. But first, the other thing that warms my heart, some booze, some beer, some wine. (laughs) I was just going to say, Jesse, when you've watched a game that we all endured this past weekend and when you have to talk about what we're talking about right now, booze is the only way to fix it. And Lake Ridge Liquors, they can help you with their huge selection of local that's right local craft beer including take notes here surly's before we die i had one of those yesterday to remind me the pain is worth it before we die this team will bring us a super bowl championship lake ridge liquors also has over 1000 wines in stock and that 40 foot long wall of whiskey including a lake ridge exclusive barrel pick of jefferson's rye single barrel guess what There's only four barrels that made it to Minnesota. They have one of them. You know about the great prices and the great service. They're locally owned and operated by Minnesota sports fans. You need to support them at their convenient location, just 30 seconds off of 694 on Rice Street. They even have a rewards program. Super simple. Who doesn't love free booze? 
Oh, love it. Just the sound of that makes me happy. Mention Score North sent you. Sign up for the rewards program. They'll spot you $5 in rewards for your next visit. Pretty simple. Lake Ridge Liquors. All right, are you ready for this? I cut you off a few times. Was there something else we need to get to? No. Okay, good. <laughs> good, because I... Just I more. Want... I mean, if there's more me, that's always helpful. Like, I think the people appreciate that. Just more Jesse. I just don't want to talk about the negativity anymore. Let's let's try and have some fun with Thor's hammers. I think that sounds fair, doesn't it? Let's do it. Thor's hammers. And Thor, I'm sorry, but we have to do this. Take a look at your updated leaderboard. Look at that. God. In 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 writing. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse, can you give us that that celebratory woot woot? What was that? Let's go. Man, I, yeah, I, oh, I, I we're really happy gotta, for you. Honestly, nothing. Really got to pick it up. The only thing that's greater than me winning is Thor almost losing. He's. Going I'm to coming for you, Ross. buddy. I'm coming for you. Yeah, no, Ross is almost catching up to me. The Vikings <laughs> go to crap. I almost swore the Vikings are going to crap. No, nothing's good. <laughs> nothing's good. At least my Hawkeyes won. On yeah. The rest of it's crap. <laughs> let's get to Thor's hammers. Okay, I don't want. To, I don't want to talk about the Thor's Gophers hammers. either. Okay, let's get to Thor's hammers. So, so you know, th- this is the first episode we've done this year where the Vikings have a Thursday game. We do not have player props out yet. We're recording on uh, Monday afternoon. Books don't drop them for the Thursday games on Monday. So we're instead what we're going to do for for the other non-Vikings ones. We're going to do the Thanksgiving games. So love it. Uh, we will start with Jesse Buffalo minus nine and a half in the early Thanksgiving game. Traveling to Detroit, the resurgent Detroit Lions. Yeah, Jesse, who who you got in that? So one? hang on, very yeah, very right. very quickly. No respect for Buffalo, who last weekend at home in Ford Field takes care of a juggernaut Cleveland Browns team. They're giving <laughs> basically ten points to the Lions. They're overvaluing them. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying no, to sway I'm your opinion, Buffalo. Jesse. I'm <laughs> Obviously. I'm taking love, Buffalo yeah, too, Thor. I, it'd be fun. I think I, I enjoy Detroit doing whatever they're doing right now. Uh, but Buffalo. All day. Looking at that leaderboard, I was trying to trick Jesse, and she was not falling for it at all. I'm taking Buffalo as well. You definitely tricked me because I'm taking the Lions. I think it's tough because this to me is a game where I think the Lions, if everything goes well, they could win. But it seems more like if the Lions cover that, Thor, it'll be a backdoor cover, which doesn't really matter because it counts the same. Yeah, but but Dan Campbell, man, he's getting juiced. You know, like in the in the post game, did you guys see that? He, yeah, I, man. I love, it, I love it. Yes, I love it when he does like the, I'm proud of you, man. Where you, <laughs> yeah, you're man. learning how to win, man. He he's like probably put, just jacked that he's not fired yet. He uses like, the word man, men or I, man as periods in his sentences, and I love it. I, love I think it. Jesse's on to something. Three weeks ago, the guy was dangerously close to being fired <laughs> at year's end, and now he knows he probably bought himself at least another offseason. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, what and else and do you got, Thor? I enjoy Dan Campbell, so I'm here for it. Uh, the, the middle Thanksgiving game is Dallas minus eight and a half hosting the New York Giants. Jesse, what do you think? Mm, nine and a half. Eight and a half is what you we said, got. You said nine and a half, didn't you? Eight and a half. Are we gonna play this game again, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I want Giants. You want the Giants? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is really tough. I'll just I'll go with Dallas. You're gonna go with Dallas. 
This is kind of a tough one. You know, like, you know, after your best performance of the season, invariably, I mean, like, not only are you giving away more on the spread, but like you usually do do not play nearly as well. The Vikings just found that out when they came back from from Dallas. Or I'm I'm, I'm sorry, from their win over the Bills and then obviously fell on their face. I'm going to go with the Giants. And 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 hope that uh, Dallas gets their letdown spot there. Uh, th- that brings us to the Vikings game at night against the Patriots. This line opened at three. It briefly uh, Vikings minus three. It briefly dropped to Vikings minus two and a half, and it looks like it's back up to, to Vikings minus three. So we're in that range. So Jesse, Vikings minus three hosting the Patriots on Thanksgiving night. Who you got? I will take the Vikings. Okay. No hesitancy. No hesitancy. They're getting it done. I really wish this was at three and a half because then I would have taken I would have taken Bill Belichick. I (laughs) I don't know why this also feels like a game the Vikings can easily lose, but I I I just I'll I'll take the Vikings. Uh, I mean, like they're in the bounce back spot, but the the injuries at the key spots and Belichick, the, yeah. the master, like like uh, I was like th- there was a game when I was an under. I forgot if it was two thousand six, two thousand seven, but the Vikings played the Patriots on Monday Night Football, and the Patriots sort of had a vanilla offense that year, but the Vikings had terrible cornerbacks, and I'll did never. They have for- Tom Brady though. Uh, <laughs> they did. Okay, uh, so. Well, yeah, Point? but they, but the, well, but the Patriots <laughs> had crappy receivers. But I'll never forget this. We we had people over to the house that we were living in an undergrad, and the Patriots came out with five wide receivers, even though they might have only had seven on their or six on their entire roster. And it was just like the old crap moment. Like Bill Belichick knows exactly, and and they they just went in the air raid the entire game and just you know, you know, ate the Vikings alive. Um, so anyway, it's, it's tough with, with their, uh, let me, let me say this before you, before you hop in here, Thor, I still think the Vikings, even talent that's available to them are more talented than the Patriots, but you can't account for the headspace that the Vikings are currently in. We don't know if they're going to flush it and come back on Thursday, completely forgetting about it, or if the doubts are starting to creep into their own heads. And that's, that's just the, that's honestly that's the part that we don't know, and I think we got to play the game on Thursday to find out. The Vikings are absolutely going to play way better, but I, there's just nothing they could do to overcome going from the best left tackle in football to Blake Brandel, or on you know, I mean, you, you've gone from Dantzler to Evans. Now you're down to to Booth or maybe Duke Shelley. Um, th- that's the stuff that I I think uh, Bill Belichick may be able to exploit. So I'm I'm going to take the Patriots plus three. The last one that we have for today, the over under in this game. Obviously set pretty low that the Patriots have this mediocre offense, but a very good defense. In fact, I believe the Patriots coming out of this past weekend's games are number one DVOA uh, defense. So, I mean, this, you know, we'll, we'll see if this sets up to be a low scoring game, but certainly that's what this, this total would be indicative of, of 41 and a half is what it's currently installed Ooh. at in Vegas. Jesse over or under? Over. Oh, I'm okay. I, I'm gonna go under because in my head I, I'm thinking Vikings twenty to seventeen. So right away I said if it's any more than forty, I'm taking the under. So I'll go under. I'm also gonna go under. There's a reason I'm at the leaderboard. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it again. That is Thor's hammers. I love me some Thor's hammer. Look yeah. at that. God, just. We could just talk behind this the entire time if you want. Would you love it as much if you were in second or third? Obviously That's... not. No, Obviously no not. The moment that <laughs> happens, that's her favorite first segment only because she is at the top every time. At, at least she's honest about it. Hey, on-air production note: at some point when we uh, when it lends itself, 
We might need to go back and do a review of Kwesi's first draft here during the season because the, love to. the the early returns aren't so great. Some of it his fault, some of it maybe not his fault. And again, it's it's probably even too early to do that. I'm a huge believer that draft classes take more more time. Some players can be more impactful in year one than others. But the early returns are not so great. And then, oh, by the way, you have the side development of now Christian Watson is on pace to have 35 touchdown catches this year. So yeah. that's a that's a bit of a problem, too. But at least the Packers are nowhere near the playoffs. If you guys Wait. want this episode, put it in the comments that, that you want that episode. I, I would love to yeah. record it. So if you guys want it. Talk. We do. We do know this. I got to slide this in here before uh, the before we dies. We do know there will be. Uh, more than likely, not officially yet, but we do know there will be more than likely at least one home playoff game in Hennepin <laughs> County. Uh, before we die, you guys are all going to love the Hennepin chant. And Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. Was that your Before We Die, Jesse? I'm so sorry. Kind of, I think, and then I always forget, Before We Die, Jesse will also remember that we have that <laughs> button bar to utilize. Uh, no, that wouldn't be my real Before We Die. Before We Die, let's have Thor go first, because I feel like I've gone first the past couple times. So finish that pop. Okay, well, you're going to have a tough act to follow. Are we sure it's pop? I, I have a I, th- there's a subject that's that means a lot to me that I need to get off my chest. I I go to I go to Chipotle quite a bit for for lunch and for dinner and uh, sometimes I eat the leftovers for breakfast. But anyhow, the whole point being, I had accumulated a lot of points on that app. You know, you yeah. order it on the app, you go in, you grab the bag, and then they 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 go up, whatever. Well, I I had moved into my house last, like last summer or whatever, and I I'd stop using the app for a bit. You know, you mm. just you move into the house, things in the light, you know, the other things, they sort of go by the wayside, whatever. Well, recently I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I should check on my points. I probably got a whole bunch of things because I had accumulated a whole a whole ton of them. They had expired like in February. <laughs> I had a metric ton of Chipotle <laughs> points. I could have bought in the entire U.S. Bank Stadium Chipotle mm. lunch. And they just took them away from me before I died. I want restaurants to stop having expiration dates on their points on the apps. For what reason are you taking them away from us? It's this, they don't have monetary value. You are not a nation state. Why are you taking my points away, Chipotle? It's ridiculous. That's true. I can't beat that. that is, I, yes, give, give the man his points, Chipotle. Before we die, Chipotle and their parent company will make good um, by Thor and sponsor Before We Die, which you can do yourself, scorenorth.com, keyword partner. But I do believe that Chipotle will make it good. They will sponsor this podcast, and they will give us and some of our listeners a heaping pile of those delicious chips. I don't even need the guac. Those chips oh, are I need the just delicious. I just delicious. But I, before, I, I, I love to point, but give me I before, get like I get double up on the queso. I get before, like the big one and then a small one. Sorry. Before we die, Chipotle will win Thor's heart back. Jesse, take us home. No, I literally can't top that. Before I mean, especially this goes against my Taco Bell sponsorship that I've been trying to lock down from a <laughs> hockey perspective. So I really am in the same. This mom is another rivalry we got, Jesse. <laughs> I Chipotle against I Taco do Bell. Love- God, I love me some Chipotle. Um, Thor, before, I'll, yeah. I'll close with this if you don't mind, Jesse. Uh, Thor, uh, I'm very, I don't know how to describe this. I, I'm happy for you and your Hawkeyes. I'm not that happy that you didn't endure the elements. You sat in the posh of 
sitting with the media and hobnobbing. I sat down there, I endured the elements, and I was just fine. And believe it or not, Thor, we texted uh, back and forth. I, I, I'm okay with the result. That is, that was the quintessential Gopher loss and quintessential Hawkeye win happening in the same game. And it was, it was as predictable as the sun. I don't. What's it? Rise in the east, sets in the west. That that was as predictable as that. Credit to you for sitting out there. I mean, it was it was it was said to be the second coldest game in the history of that stadium, and they said it was one degree at field level when they they kicked off. It was so cold. They, they had me sitting by the window of the like. I I can't. I definitely can't complain about it. You know, I was I was. He uh, is though. I, you know, I was the uh, who is the guy in Gladiator where he sits up there and he puts his thumb up and down like that's sort of what you feel like up Joaquin there. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely not complaining about it, but like. It was even cold in there. Like I, I took, like I had a regular hat on. I took that off, and I was wearing my my winter hat. And the thing, like the whole thing was cold. For Ross to sit in that thing, or anyone else that did for like the three and a half hours, credit to them. I I wouldn't even be thought by now. I even Two ma- words: winter classic. So I even I made a stop to a <laughs> local watering hole for about an hour and a half before the game, and was outside. So I was. Wow. Uh, I would have been eating a dilly bar on the sidelines, but that's just me. Dilly bar, Dan. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> tough right here, kids. And these uh, seven-inch pythons when they run wild on you. Last, I'll just to top my toughness. I went uh, ice fishing overnight, ice fishing up on Malax when it was like fifty below with its uh-huh. wind chill and everything. Just living the dream. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Anyway, I also love all of you guys. Uh, thank you for checking out Monday's edition of Purple Dailies. Before we die on score, North reminder: I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom, and he's Ross Brendel, bringing you Vikings takes, content, and a ton of fun each and every week. We will have our second episode of the week released on Friday because your Minnesota Vikings play on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that Friday instead of our normal Thursday release. Uh, But again, drop us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking of the show. Appreciate every single one of you giving us a shot starting to rub on you. I know we are. I know we are. I I appreciate everybody except for the one guy who just hates me. (laughs) eats you it's so good though it's actually thor uh and uh it's, it's just his burner my, my burner yeah my did burner. you say friday jesse uh, i did say friday it's friday friday got a pot on friday i couldn't imagine why people would comment in the comments i'm out <laughs> again you guys are great we will see you friday go vikings skull vikings